All right, it's August. That means there's new deals at Solace Meds. Make sure you mention code DNVR20, get 20% off. You can also get a free Solace Bar or King Cone, uh, but it's not just our deals. Solace Meds has their own. Check out the Addixie Elixirs, two for $30. Spectra, 20, 20% off. Ripple, 25% off. Silver Shell Flower, 15% off. And more. Solace Meds, they're the best. They also make your cannabis shopping experience a delight and a convenience. You can head to their website, view their menu, order online, and just pick up whenever you want to. Head to Solace Meds, S-O-L-A-C-E, meds.com, and purchase from there. Fire up the drums. Get it going. Little guitar, little distorted guitar enthusiasm. What is up, Welcome in to a Monday free agency edition of the DMVR Nuggets <laughs> Let's freaking go. I always Let's forget go. that I have these. All right, here it goes. Uh, we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download it. Uh, go on muter. Oh, I'm seeing I'm seeing messages here. Uh, <laughs> you go on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up. You're going to want to do that. So you can bet on the free agency. Can you bet on free agency on DraftKings? I bet you can. Uh, you can bet on select free agents. You can bet on like, or you used to be able to bet on like where Ben Simmons' next minute will be played, stuff like that. Oh, man. That, that should happen today. A lot of things should happen today. In fact, it is officially free agency. It's already begun, and we are already getting some, some text. I love it. So I got the man with the wind in his hair here, right here to my – left harrison what's going on buddy it's crazy how all these deals are rolling in in the first minute that teams are even allowed to negotiate some some <laughs> lightning quick negotiations I are going on wonder if there's been some pandering something's already happened with denver so i got to get through the intros really quickly i got brendan vote in a pink shirt down below me the lonzo dream is dead it is dead man it was it is so we'll dead talk, it's we'll such, such a bummer uh and then over here i got a uh, d-line co who by the way is tasks with scouring the internet today he's going to be online d-line will be online all day today keeping Sorry, us guys, the, the bobon dream has died guys bobon the bobon dream <laughs> the Lonzo dream all of our favorites are gone but will barton as he did three years ago the very moment the clock struck midnight or in this case six o'clock eastern will barton has is back with the denver nuggets on what was rumored just a, a an hour ago is actually now con confirmed he is on a two-year, $32 million deal. Um, we guessed that he would be somewhere in the price range of $15 million. I, on the Locked On Nuggets podcast today, I speculated that at 30 years old, it would make sense for him to sign a two-year deal. I thought it would be a two-plus-one. He would try to get a two-plus-one to just insure him a little bit. But at, you know, he signs the two-year deal from his perspective, staying with Denver Really through this run, you kind of look at Denver with this two-year window. He stays through. Look at Eric trying not to sneeze on the camera. So great. He stays with Denver for that run, but he'll only be 32 years old. I suspect in two years' time, Will Barton will still be able to command another two- or three-year uh, deal. So that's why he did it. From Denver's perspective, no Jamal Murray. You still have never gotten an opportunity to see this fully uh, weaponized – how's the same go? The fully operational battleship uh, – sure. We've never seen that fully battleshipped, uh, but we're going to see it now, um, hopefully this season by the end of it, but certainly you have that opportunity next year. Harrison, what's your first reaction to this news? Well, I think it's a great deal for both sides uh, because if you're Will Barton, you get $16 million a year, which is a really nice per-year salary for him. Uh, he's going to come back as the starter. He's going to play on a really good team and have a pretty big role for these next two years and then get a re-enter free agency. And if you're the Nuggets, 
a two-year deal. I don't know if there are any options on it. It doesn't seem like there are. A two-year deal is perfect because you don't really know what's going to happen next season with Jamal Murray missing the first part of the year. Obviously, Barton's going to have to carry you know a big scoring load at least initially at the start of the season before Murray gets back. And then, you know, you could really run it back the year after next year with that same starting five, potentially, if they get an extension done with Aaron Gordon. So you can kind of look at the Nuggets now. With this group, you've got a two-year window. With this exact group, yes, the big three will be under contract for a while. But with this group, they kind of got two years to get it done. Yeah, to have a chance to get those five guys back on the floor is is a win. There's... There's no other way to slice it. I mean, well, obviously everyone's got tempered expectations for Jamal coming back, but the, that, that that might be on the other side of the rainbow. I mean, there's hope in that, right? And then as far as just this year, which I know some people have different perspectives on, is it a punt season? Is it a different approach or, or whatever? This was the best chance of the Nuggets fielding their best team. I mean, they again, that wasn't added money in the kitty should Barton have walked. That wasn't going to another player of his caliber, at least in my estimation, with the full mid-level. So as far as fielding the best team in the meantime, um, this is this is the best news. A lot of people don't understand. You know, there's some people that don't like Will Barton or, or you know, obviously he got booed years ago. With Jamal Murray out, there wasn't really a guy Denver could replace Will Barton with. If they lost Murray, obviously for injury, and Will Barton because he left somewhere, the mechanisms they had available to him, the cap space to sign new players to sort of fill that role, would not allow you to really get a guy of equal value or certainly not better. And you would have needed a guy that not only could come in and fill in right away, you know, something Barton's been with this team for how many years? Seven years now. Like he knows where his role is on the team. He understands like the ins and outs of it. So not only would you not have gotten that chemistry, I just don't think you would have even gotten the same caliber player. So this was quite the necessity. I think it was close to a necessity before Jamal Murray went down. But when Jamal Murray went down, there just was nothing Denver could have do. I know a lot. some people, the talking heads tomorrow, the, the usual suspects who just shoot from the hip with low information are going to co- maybe complain if they don't like Will Barton. Why do you keep it the same? But Denver had to do this deal, and I think the fact that they were able to get him for two years is, is absolutely fantastic. Um, Eric, you want to chime in on this? Will Barton. I mean, the money seems right, and um, Will showed us when he came back, he carried the team at various points in the playoffs, like at not in distant history where we all have like fond memories of Will Barton. Like he come, that guy can score. Like sometimes the Nuggets um, offense will stall out and it's like, you need to have a guy that can be a self-starter that can actually create buckets when things like nothing's happening. And it's great. I mean, exactly. Like, uh, like we were saying, like the idea of disrupting the chemistry and not allowing those five guys to actually get a chance to do it. Um, when we saw like what the potential was, would just be, would be heartbreaking. I couldn't handle it. So it's great. And it, it seems like a really good deal uh, for, for everybody involved. So, and boy, are the, man, boy, are the tweets coming in. Holy smokes. There's a lot going on. <laughs> we're going to get to, I mean, unless a nugget story breaks, Eric, um, we'll, we'll kind of pocket all the other things. Obviously we're going to talk about everything tonight um, on this show, but I want to stick to Barton here. I see one of the comments we always get here. Barton kills the offense. Somebody just put it in here. Disagree. Barton kills the offense. Well, what if I were to tell you that when you run lineups that feature, you know, Barton and um, Murray and Porter and Jokic, that foursome, that you actually don't kill the offense. You absolutely cook offensively 
which is exactly what happens in, in, when you take that same three, because I know a lot of people will say Murray, Jokic, Porter. Of course, those lineups are going to be great. But Barton actually takes it up a level, not down a level from some like Gary Harris or P.J. Dozier or, or this or that. So I know people seem to have this perception of him, a 124.3 offensive rating in 571 minutes this season when those four guys are on the court. That's insane. And this tracks, by the way. We said this with Millsap and Gary Harris, you know, and then Will Barton as the third wheel brought it up a level. So I know people don't like sometimes his shot selection or this or that, but the numbers don't lie. When he's with that starting unit, the Nuggets are absolutely fantastic. Harrison, we know that being a starter was so important to Will Barton. And I wonder if this two-year deal, if I'm the Nuggets and Barton says, I want guaranteed, if I'm going to come back to Denver, I want to be guaranteed to start. I could guarantee him this year. He's definitely going to start. And I could probably feel comfortable guaranteeing that he starts next year. I mean, I really just don't think, given Denver's sort of restraints and salary cap and this or that, that anybody would overtake him. I don't – past that, there's no way you could have guaranteed him. And I wonder if that played a part in any of this, of them saying, hey, this year for sure, next year almost certainly, but that's all we can tell you. He's like, cool, two-year deal. Another another Nuggets thing came across the timeline. Let me – are you going to just – you want to tease it like that or do you want to kind of say – I don't, I don't want to interrupt you, but J-Mike J- is back. J-Mike is back. Wow, this okay. guy surprises me, guys. Um, so back. Back. He's agreed to a two-year, $17 million deal to return to the, to the Denver Nuggets. Give us those terms option again. In year two. Three years and what? Uh, it's two years, $17 million. Hmm. Uh, so eight and a half a year, apparently. And um, the deal includes a player option in year two. So, so eight just and a like half we the MLE, right? I'm sorry. Uh, yes, it's it's something like that. But just like we thought, this is very similar to the contract he signed last year, just more money. So right. it's interesting that both him and Barton, I mean, Barton's deal is basically his player option that he declined with an extra year. So he declined it just to do a two-year, basically what he was owed. Um, what's your immediate reaction here, Vote? Well, you did that that show with Bronco Squatch. I, Bronco Squatch um, was right on this. He said he was when he declined that, he was probably just looking for an eight and a half per year kind of bump. And obviously there's that player option in year two. So, I mean, I think this was, look, I was on team run it back from, from the jump, um, particularly with the limited cap space, which we've articulated at nauseum. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I think that this is, they brought it back and they just didn't handcuff themselves in the process. This is reasonable for green expected for green. And then one last point on the Barton thing, which I don't know if we, we brought up much, but that second year, that's a pretty fat expiring for a capable player. Absolutely. So, what they haven't done here in terms of bringing these guys back is handcuff themselves. Um, so far, it's a, I think it's a, an A start to, the, to this. I mean, these were the moves we were hoping to see, and, and they went off without a hitch. So I'm going to say one thing real quick here, because as much as like Michael Green, I'm, I'm a big fan of his. One of my big things this year is I want Zeke Naji to play. And we've seen video. He's been with the team. It looks like for almost – Almost all of the offseason already as he gears up for even summer I'm pretty league. sure Zeke Naji has a bed in Ball Arena. Inside Ball Arena right now. Yeah. <laughs> right, right between the weight room and the three-point line. I hope it's um, one of those, uh, those Olympic cardboard ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is the one thing about this is you're paying a lot of money to Jermichael Green. You've already got Aaron Gordon in front of him. Zeke Naji, by my count, now looks to be the the – the fourth at, at the earliest, the fourth big. And that is if you're content to play Jamichael Green as a backup center, which I'm not sure Denver, that's what Denver wants to do in the rotation. So I look at this now and I think, does Denver bring back a JaVale McGee as they have indicated? And if they do, are they not bringing him back to play or are they not 
or is Zeke Naji not supposed to play? That's the that's the thing yeah. that I didn't know. I expected the Barton deal to get done quickly. The Jamichael Green was a little bit more of a mystery. Do you read into this at all, Harrison? The, the only thing I mean I can read into it is just that this is what the Nuggets wanted. Like they just wanted their guys back. Um, it seemed like there was going to be some interest in Jamichael Green going elsewhere, um, but I know it's important for him to play on a contender. And I don't think any of the other teams with you know enough room, enough money that had interest in him, Minnesota, New Orleans, I don't think those are contenders. And he wants to go to a really good team and have a similar role to what he had last year. So I think Denver is really the only you know option for him to do that on a good mo- good number money wise. Now I'm also with you, Adam. I want Zeke to play as well. And so now the question of how big of a role Zeke's going to have could come down to, are they going to play Jamichael Green at backup center? Like, if you just whiteboard it and put out the Nuggets depth chart, yeah, you could kind of pencil Jamichael Green in as a backup center if you really wanted to. Um, I would probably like maybe a more traditional guy there, or at least like to have that guy in my back pocket. Um, But it's an okay fallback option, I guess, if you're going to put him at the back of five, and then that would open up a lot of minutes for Zeke. Well, there's just another trend we saw in last year's playoffs too, which it also doesn't hurt to have a nice small ball space, the floor kind of second unit option, backup center option. Um, And obviously that's a bit more like um, we haven't really seen it materialize with Denver going small yet per se, but Jamichael Green, um, Zeke Naji, is that a, a, a pair of backup bigs that can space the floor effectively, give you that new look, that different dynamic in the playoffs. Um, and look, I mean, I would the JaVale thing is appealing to me, but is it appealing to Michael Malone, who had half a season to find ways to get him in there and for the most part simply did not? Did not at all. Yeah, I mean, we saw that. I mean, if Zeke just steps into the into the role that uh, Paul Millsap was playing, we saw a lot of J. Mike and Paul Millsap uh, being the uh, the front court together. So I don't see any reason why Zeke Najee couldn't step in and, and fill that same role. Um, but you're right. Like, we never – like that was just the main talking point with JaVale McGee is like, why did we, why did we sign this guy? He never two got two second round picks. I mean, it's one reason why I think, I mean, we've heard the reports uh, out of the Denver post that JaVale would like to be back. Denver has interest. So you pay two second round picks and now there's mutual interest to me. It's I, I would bet on JaVale coming back, but as we mentioned, where does Zeke Naji fit into this? I mean, Vlatko Chandra, you go down the depth chart. This pretty much tells me, okay, Vlatko is probably not playing this year. I just, no, even if you just have the guys that you're back now, Vladko is the fifth big. And when I say he won't play, he will play when everybody's healthy. The, or, or I'm sorry, as the injuries happen. But when everybody's healthy and in your playoff rotation, it looks like both Zeke Naji and Vladko right now are questionable at best. And if you do sign a traditional center, they both might be on the outs unless somebody gets injured. And I just that concerns me a little bit. Yeah, no, for sure. Um I would like Zeke to have an opening for minutes and look, he's, he still might based on, you know, how, how the depth right. could fall. Um, we don't know exactly what will happen at backup center, but look, man, the nuggets made it very clear. Tim Conley made it very clear from the end of the season. They wanted to bring back as many of their free agents as possible. They're two for two so far, and they've agreed to deals with the two, probably just best of those free agents in a vacuum. Hmm. Yeah. Um, would you be comfortable, Eric, if if the backup four or five is Zeke Naji at four, Jamichael Green at five? Is that a comfortable pairing to you? 
man, I don't, I don't love having J Mike at the five. I mean, he kind of switched on a little bit. Usually Paul Millsap would draw that, that five uh, defensive um, position. So not particularly, honestly, like I don't love that, but I love it as like, I, I don't love it as the standard, but as like a switched up small ball um, space the floor. Cause I mean, obviously J Mike, if he is at the five, that, that is a stretch five. Um, so, I mean, it's interesting. You get a lot of different looks. That's, that's the thing about, you know, the fluidity of these lineups as the season goes on is that it, it's never quite as concrete as it sounds when you're putting it on paper. Um, and Jamichael Green has shown an ability to sort of like play a lot of different ways with a lot of different people. So I, I just love having him back. And Zeke Naji looks like to be just as versatile. Um, neither of those guys are like at the rim defenders per, per se. Um, mm-hmm. But we haven't really seen a lot from, from Zeke to, to say definitively what he is and what he isn't. He just is really good as a perimeter defender. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't love it as the primary, but I, I like it as a – Harrison, is it meaningfully different than Millsap and, and Jermichael Green, the Zeke-Naji-Jermichael Green combo? I think it's similar. Uh, you get similar floor spacing. I, I mean, Paul was a really good three-point shooter, has been for the last couple of years. You get that with Zeke as well. I, I'm curious to see, you know, what Zeke looks like in terms of the strength he's put on. I don't know. I saw a picture filter through the timeline that seems like he's been in the weight room. Uh, he's going to need that if he's g- going to take Millsap's spot because that is actually what you liked about Millsap. Uh, he was strong. He could move guys out of the way in the paint. Uh, he, he was a pretty good post defender. Um, so that'd be my one worry with Zeke. If you're, you know, playing him big minutes at the four five, if he has the strength to kind of hold up there. I think he has the strength. I, the, what's interesting to me about the pairing, and this was the problem with the Millsap J Mike pairing defensively, it was pretty good. If you remember those bench lineups could do a lot, but they couldn't score. And I think there was a redundancy of skill set there. There was that on the defensive end as well. But as a backup, it really wasn't exploited a whole lot. It might've been if they would have played the Lakers, but it wasn't exploited a lot you know, against most teams. Zeke Naji, I think, moves his feet a little bit more, so he might be even more mobile than, say, a Millsap was if he has to guard, like, yeah. a Marcus Morris or somebody like that. So I think it, defensively it works the same, maybe slightly better, assuming that Zeke Naji is who I think he can be defensively as soon as next year. Offensively, though, Zeke Naji's not really putting the ball on the floor. Neither of those guys are going to be pick-and-roll rim runners. Maybe Zeke Naji a little bit. I think that's where you see the redundancy is in the, at the NBA level right now, the only thing both guys really do is spot up and, and space the floor. So that that's the only question I have, um, but we'll see how the rest of Denver's bench fills in. Uh, yeah, it's funny. When you look at Zeke Naji compared to Paul Millsap as offensive players, yeah, they can both space the floor. They can both knock down threes. But, you know, Paul has those possessions where he gets into the post, gets yeah. to the line – you know, gets guys leaning on him. He's got that old man YMCA game. Uh, Zeke Naji's offensive game, it, it's super limited right now. At least it was last season. He's a three-point shooter, and I guess he's like a ducking guy if he's playing around the rim. Um, you know, th- that being said, Paul Millsap wasn't, uh, you know, terribly efficient last season. He, he had like his worst three-point shooting season uh, that he's had in Denver, I believe. Uh, he only shot 47.5% from three, lower than he shot the last couple of years. So, And he was on um, the de- decline. The other thing is it felt like as the year went on, it, he also got worse. Yeah, yeah, well, he did wear it down. 
Definitely physically, right? And and that's the thing with the Najee. I definitely, the skill set redundancies, all great points. But even defensively where Millsap has made his money, I think we all sort of saw a guy playing on the back few holes there last year. Like he lost a step and I don't think he's going to get that step back. Um, that's not really how, 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 how the time thing works. Not so how that works. No, no. yeah, to, to put a physically capable young body in there, a guy who could learn to do more, a guy who can physically maybe withstand more PT across a full season, be ready to go in the playoffs. I mean, there's plenty of upside to making that switch. And I say that as like a, a first ballot Paul Millsap respecter. Yeah. Why don't we take our first break, guys? A lot of stuff is happening right now. But on the other side of this first break, we uh, will look at around the league. We're going to continue to break down, by the way, the news of Will Barton and Jamichael Green coming back. What does this mean for Denver's flexibility? Now what does the roster look like? We're going to talk about all of that. But we'll take a break, and then we'll, we'll get to Mike Conley, who's back with the Utah Jazz and a couple of the other moves. Yeah, first off, guys, make sure you pick up a Mile High City Copper Lager from Breck Brew. You can get that Mile High City Copper Lager from your local liquor store. You can get it from the Breck Brew Farmhouse. If you've never been out to the Breck Brew Farmhouse, super fun, great food, great drinks. Yes, the farmhouse is open. And you just go DNVR to save five bucks there. So make sure to take advantage of that and pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager from your local liquor store as well. Also at Strava Craft Coffee right now, DNVR listeners, DNVR members, you guys can get 25% off your first order of Strava Craft Coffee from StravaCraftCoffee.com. Strava Craft Coffee packed with CBD can help relieve back pain, neck pain, arthritis, IBS, some long-term stuff that's been bothering you for a while. Try CBD. uh, Check out Strava Craft Coffee. If you are a returning customer, make sure to use code DNVR20. Uh, for 20% off your order of Strava Craft Coffee at StravaCraftCoffee.com. All right, great. So how do I take you off there? There we go. Um, all righty. So one thing to keep in mind with this Barton contract, we've mentioned this just briefly, but both of those contracts to me are very tradable. And more importantly, they're both tradable to get good players. For example, you could trade both of them. You know, let's say uh, the next star that comes available next year and a team is looking to get off of them. If this is next year, you trade Will Barton and Jamichael Green, you're close, you're up there now on a pretty massive salary, and they're both expiring. So now you just add the assets that a team would want. Again, if you're trying to sign a max caliber player, you could sign those trade those two guys and and Zeke Naji in a first round pick or whatever, and then bring back a max caliber guy. This is something that Denver sort of had a shortage of in years past. They had a shortage yeah. of the middle contract guys that that uh added up to it to a max or to a major player so that stays intact all right eric take us around you have some of these deals pulled up Let, let's yeah 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 yeah. all right so there there have been quite a few like harrison says amazing how many things were able to be negotiated within one second of the uh deadline incredible available. It's incredible these agents are <laughs> out of their minds uh the very first one that came across the timeline lonzo ball so, oh. uh, you may want to plug your ears for this. The, the rest of us will take this. <sighs> Lonzo Ball has assigned, agreed to a four-year, $85 million deal with the Chicago Bulls. CEO of, of Clutch Sports, Rich Paul, tells The Athletic. I'm sorry. Adam, I'm so sorry. Sometimes you want to hear – you can think of me as a grief counselor. All right? If you want to talk this through, <laughs> the other guys – I'd like to talk it through. I'd like to talk it through. I need some help here. Arturis! My guy, Arturis, he's doing this to me. He's building my dream team in Chicago. You know, oh, my God, I've always said I worried about Jokic going to Chicago, the giant Serbian population you've got. 
And now he's got a perfect backcourt for him. Oh, my God. This is – I am sick to my stomach, you guys. Well, maybe this will help you feel better. Uh, free agent Tim Hardaway Jr. has agreed to a four-year, $72 million deal to return to the Dallas Mavericks. Do you have feelings on that? I don't. It does, that didn't make me feel any better. It didn't make no, me I feel zero worse. Feelings I, on that. I just, I didn't. I don't. I just wanted to make you think about something else. But you're right. That's pretty unremarkable in in, in all ways. Denver um, and Dallas running it back. They got Boban. They've got Tim Hardaway Jr. Yep. Yeah. And okay. speaking of running it back, free agent Mike Conley Jr. has agreed to a three-year, sixty-eight million dollar deal to return to the Utah Jazz. Another Western crazy. Conference team running it back. Yeah. It is funny that you see all these mid-markets running it back at the exact same time um, that, like, the Lakers added Russell Westbrook. The crazy thing about the Utah Jazz running it back, I mean, we'll see what other moves they make, is that they yeah. were healthy in the playoffs, yeah. and they lost. They their, their theory was actually disproven in the playoffs. They showed that they were just simply not good enough as constructed, so I'm surprised they just – running it back. Mike Conley uh, sort of faltered when it mattered too. So um, other news here, breaking five-time NBA all-star Jimmy Butler is expect expected to agree to a maximum extension for his contract with the heat. Um, Max contract for Jimmy Butler is kind of interesting, man, because he has yeah. a lot of mileage on him. Four years in excess of 184 million. It's a lot if, of money. If the Miami heat get DeMar DeRozan, like it's rumored that they want to, to pair with Lowry, that team is going to have the worst spacing since the 98 <laughs> New York Knicks. They're going to pay a pretty dime for it, too. But Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, and DeMar DeRozan on the floor dime. at the same time. Creating new colloquialism is usually a pretty penny, but a pretty dime, dude. I Whatever, dude. I've, it's my first time speaking English. Um, <laughs> um, other deals. Uh, let's see. Have you covered? Did you hear that Jamichael Green signed with the Denver Nuggets? Got that one. Yep, we got okay. that one. Right. Free agent guard Alec Burks has agreed to a three-year, thirty million dollar contract to stay with the Knicks. A lot of these people are staying where they uh, good for their teams here. Uh, Clay Harrison has to pour one out now. Uh, no, I, I didn't want Alec Burks in Denver. I made that clear. <laughs> um, Definitely not for $10 million. Well, sticking with the Knicks, uh, free agent center Nerlens Duell is returning to the New York Knicks on a three-year, $32 million contract. Um, the Knicks really like, felt great about their year. They just <laughs> – I know, truly. <laughs> they're, like, <laughs> they're like, hey, that, that ass-whooping we took to the Atlanta Hawks, that wasn't real. That wasn't the real us. <laughs> Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, restricted agent Jarrett Allen has agreed to a five-year, one hundred million dollar deal Woo! to re-sign with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Being seven feet tall, man, is really like unbelievable. The, the biggest blessing, you know. <laughs> oh. I love Jared Allen. I'm a big Jared Allen fan. Great player. But that's a lot of money for a guy who doesn't actually have any basketball skills. <laughs> like he, he stays in his lane really well. He plays that role extremely well. But my God. I'm sorry, but didn't the Cavs just draft Evan Mobley? Yeah, they think they can play together, <laughs> man. Play together. It's and like they're ready. Mobley. Go Mobley's going to be Anthony Davis, where it's like, yeah, I don't play, uh, I don't play center. I'm a power forward, so they're going to always have to do that. <laughs> yeah, man. See, this, this is why I felt bad for Evan Mobley on draft night because he's going so to Cleveland. Sad. So sad. Um, no. Here's something that might get you guys excited. I know you're you have strong feelings on free agent Kelly Olynyk. Uh, yeah. He's agreed to do a three year. $37 million deal with the Detroit Pistons. And next summer he'll be traded in a salary dump <laughs> to the Charlotte Hornets. 
Uh, Man. Let's see. What let's else see. we got? The only other thing that's been that's come out is that we we've got official salary cap numbers. I guess this is maybe from. Have you seen anything on campaign? Somebody saying back with the Suns, three years, nineteen million. This one actually kind of surprised me. Oh, not. I see that right now. Three years, nineteen million for campaign on the back to Phoenix. So that's an interesting one, man. Campaigns, campaigns are really, really interesting one in that he had one good year, you know, and and that whole Phoenix team had the good year, so. I, he's an up and comer, so you you assume that this last year is the most indicative, but that that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. How many times have we seen a guy have a great, like it's his third or fourth? He's had bad seasons, and all of a sudden he has one good one. You pay him, and then all of a sudden he's not good anymore. So. What about one good playoff run? I mean, uh-huh. that's happened countless times. All right, what else we got? Anything else, Eric? Uh, that's it so far. Well, okay. uh, I mean, there, there's, the nuggets there's are details still, on the Lonzo deal. There's oh, go ahead, sorry. Dude. My my bad, Eric. No, I thought you were done, buddy. Oh, I was just saying uh, that there's details about the Alonzo deal, but there's no other big movement that I'm seeing. Um, well, I wanted to ask ask the fellas here. Um, so I think the Nuggets are roughly seven mil under the tax, so it should still be the full mid level they're working with. Um, what 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 do you guys hope to see them do from here? You talking about the Nuggets? Yeah, the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> uh, well, Kel, go ahead and bring up. Uh, we have our depth chart here from the other day. We can now update it. You can now. Uh, we we can now put the red names in black as we as uh, as we start to fill out the roster. And by the way, somebody in the comments was saying that the summer league roster for the Nuggets has come out. I don't. It know, I, I, out. It did come out. It did come out. Want me to give oh, you yeah. a rundown? Yeah, actually, before you bring up the, this, Kale, let's hear the rundown from uh, from Harrison. Uh, so, I mean, I think the most notable news is Bull Bull is on the roster. Uh, you know, it, it is subject to change. I don't know if I'm taking this as total confirmation that he's playing, but he has he is on the roster. Uh, so it seems like it's potentially treading in, in that direction. I mean, no other really big surprises. Bones Highland is on there. He's wearing number four. Number four for Bones Highland. Okay. Yeah, Marcus Howard's on there. Uh, Zeke Naji's on there. Caleb Agata's on there. Um, and that's really it for the big names. That, that is that is an interesting one. There's so you you're kind of I think underselling this a little bit because you got Tark Black by the way who's who's there, um, who's kind of interesting just because he has NBA experience. You know, like he was a good player actually there, like a, a decent prospect there for a little while. Also, I believe has a connection to Baltimore. So just another another thing to throw out there. <laughs> you've got uh, Deontay Burton as well. I I think. I don't know if he was teammates with Monte at Iowa State. I think he might have been there a little after him, but he's a Iowa State alum. And then the other one you have is uh, Matur Maker. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting one as well. Just another, you know, another like high profile person. So Thon, Thon um, Maker's brother. Yeah. So we have, a, I think, a pretty pretty fun actually summer team. Now I see a lot of people hyped about Bowl Bowl. Let's wait. Let's just let's just wait and see. Let's yeah, let's see. But- Hyped about summer league bowl bowl. That's fair. Well, no, fair. no, no, no. That's what I'm Dude. saying. It's like, oh my you'll God, see that he's still on the roster now. Like, I don't know how it works. If you're trying to trade a guy, do you put him on your? You kind of have to finalize your roster. So is this like, a, yeah, he's on there. We might trade him, but yeah, he's on well, there. The, for, the, yeah. The best way the Nuggets have ever found to get another team interested in their players is to have them on their summer league. Team. It's that's, true. It's a great the point. way to know that they're going to go to another team. That's a great point. That is a really good point. Some, somebody be- else who's also on, on the summer league roster, uh, Chudier Bile, the guy from Georgetown who went to Denver South. 
that oh right for a pre-draft workout so he's on the roster as well well that's cool so you gotta i think this is if bowl bowl plays this is one of the most fun summer league teams they've ever had honestly up way up there among the most fun summer league teams maybe the single most fun one i gotta say by the way bones highland guys i got a the list i'll hopefully have that out tomorrow i've got all the clips ready to go i like the guy more every day the one thing here's the one thing I'm going to say about Bones Highland after watching and really getting into the tape. I think his upside as a star player, I, I think I underestimated that. Uh, now, it's not his likely outcome. We do this all the time where we talk about, you know, what upside versus expe- expected. I think expected is still like bench score. Hopefully he can be a bench score. But I got to say, watching VCU games, they were not good. They really relied on him quite a bit. And they would run an offense that was 20 seconds of running an offense, nothing gets out of it, clear out and let Bones do something. And he did that really, really effectively, whether it was pick and roll, which he ran, I felt, at a pretty high level, or or just ISO, where he's just such a slippery player. So I look at him, his shooting, and I think a lot of the stuff that he succeeded in in college directly translates to the NBA in terms of what it is, pick and roll scoring, ISO scoring. Yeah, that's what I've been trying to tell people, man. At at VCU, he was really the only offensive option last season. It was really on him. And people have hit me up and been like, oh, he had more turnovers than assists last year. Like, the guy doesn't take care of the ball. All he does is shoot. And you got to understand that there was not a ton of talent on that VCU team. And it was all on his shoulders to do a lot. And he played mostly off the ball. If you go back to his freshman year, and I wrote this today on thednvr.com, a little – bit of a behind the scenes profile on him he played on the ball as a freshman had more assists than turnovers played more point guard last season shifted off the ball because they just needed him to score like crazy and that's kind of what he did i need to know when the safe space for delivering bones highland hot takes is so i can it's right here it's here let's get him i want a bones hot i want a bones highland hot take. This, just to be clear this is this is i'm not saying that this will happen but i need to know that this is a safe space for hot takes only okay so we're in a hot just again okay <laughs> here we go a little hot hot, and hot takes as i told you i need until proven otherwise i cannot be convinced yet until proven otherwise that we didn't draft Dame Lillard. I think we may have drafted Dame Lillard. It's a hot box and hot takes. Let's go. No one can tell me that's wrong until until he shows me himself. I'll tell you what, man. Getting guys confident enough to pull up for those deep threes is half the battle. Like half of it is being capable of doing it. There will be no needing to get Bones confident in his jumper. He is <laughs> supremely confident in his ability to pull up at almost any time. And you know, I don't know that he's a chucker. I understand that reputation, Harrison. I actually don't think that's the case. I, I am with you that sometimes when you play with not a not great team, you know, you're going to not have a lot of assists, like who you're, who is there to pass the ball to. And also just the nature of their offense was a lot of clear out. We're in the shot clock, clear out and bones do something. Yeah. So right. I think, um, you know, there will be a learning curve. I think there's a maturation process. There's a physical maturation process. That'll be slow. But I, I don't know that like was the case with Michael Porter, I don't know that the reputation is 100% fair. There may be just little elements that people have filled in the blanks on with him in terms of yeah, being yeah. selfish. Yeah. But anyway, we drafted Dame Lillard, so that's pretty sweet. I'm excited about that. Dame Lillard is a great player, um, and so uh, that means so is Bones Highland. So it's going to be great for us, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. 
the step back three, by the way, also a Bones Highland special. And I'm very, you know what I want to be a fly on the wall for is the Jamal Murray Bones Highland one-on-ones that will take place. Probably not for a long time, but next summer uh, when those two work out together, those are going to be like, they're both just great one-on-one players. And I think Bones, I know this is a crazy comp. I kind of think he's part Barton, part Murray. In a weird way, he's kind of like right in between both of those guys, shorter, but he's very slippery like Barton where the moves are a little herky-jerky, weird, you know, weird finishes and just weird footwork. And then he's a little bit of Murray in that he just loves that step-back jumper and sidestep jumper, and he's so smooth at it. So I I really do like Bo. I mean, I think he has bust potential because of his size, but the more I watch him, the more I think his upside is probably higher than a lot of the guys that went before him. Adam coming around on Bones Island is just <laughs> oh, it's just really hits me deep. I can't. It's going to be eight years from now, and Harrison's going to be like, if you remember, Adam was not on Bones Island as early as I was. I mean, it's <laughs> such a shift go. for you. It's 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 the archetype you have the hardest time latching onto. I think. I but see, I'm not so sure about that because you know the pick and roll, like his um, I would say his fill in the pick and roll is is a lot further along than I expected. I mean, he really does just seem to have a knack for knowing the subtleties, you know, keeping guys in jail, like, you know, the, the perfect, that's not all just like crazy. Oh, he's super athletic or he's jacking shots. Like he actually does kind of see from a, a scoring perspective, how to get the defense off balance mm-hmm. and take advantage of it. So um, also, I'm pretty excited. Been, for there's been another big deal to report. I, I would be remiss if I didn't allow the timeline to come forward here. TJ McConnell has agreed to oh, a year. $35.2 million deal to stay with the Pacers. Dude, I yeah, can't campaign's got to fire his agent, man. Mark Bartlestein. <laughs> so true. That's the thing, though. TJ's agent was Mark Bartlestein. And my goodness, does that man clean up this time of yeah. year? Every he really Mason Plumley. Unbelievable. There, there, there was another deal, Eric. I don't know if you saw it uh, come across that has to do with the Clippers. Did you see that one? I've heard that that was fake. Oh, it was? <laughs> oh, is Harrison okay. getting fake watched? Oh, we just got we just got a, sh- a sham wow. Kyle Lowry is signing with the Miami Heat. Wow, man. That's a man. my well, I'll tell you what, my first thought on this. He didn't go to Philadelphia. So which he would have fit yeah. perfectly in. So Miami Pat Riley is good, man. I got to say Pat Riley's been doing this for 40 years, guys. 40 years. He, he Think about that. 40 years, all the different eras and different play, and he still just knows how to, like, always get the deals done. That guy is a true gangster. He really is, man. I mean, it, Kyle Lowry going from Toronto to Miami? Not not a bad change in location. <laughs> he yeah, must have really liked Tampa Bay this year. He's like, you know what? This ain't bad. <laughs> Tampa so, Bay is a lot different than Miami, though. Says, right? This is a three-year <laughs> deal, by the way. Sign and trade. Details yeah. pending. But, wow, three year deal. Well, Miami stays good. I'm telling you, Pat Riley, all these do you tank? Do you do this? That? Pat Riley will never, tank. that never tanks and always re- rebuilds his, his own team. So it's incredible. I mean, luckily for him, he operates out of a, one of the three places that NBA players just inherently want to play. Whoa, <laughs> that's that's yeah. a good point. Whoa. Yeah. We have we have another one. More Miami Heat, Duncan Robinson, five years, 90 million dollars. Five years, ninety million. That I didn't see that. I didn't see that contract structure coming. You know what? Um, Shouts to D three hoops. D three hoops in the house. It makes me think, man. I could have. I could have done it, guys. Could have. It could have been me. <laughs> I, I email. 
I don't understand. Why did you why did you stop? Just because I, of, you personally decided to or I, yeah, I was like, you know, the NBA's not that cool, man. What am I <laughs> forget it? Uh no, but it's for real. Shouts to Duncan Robinson. That's, that's a lot of money. The largest ever deal for an undrafted player. That's yeah, oh, that's awesome. Say. What an awesome feather in your cap, man. That's, yeah, that's I would hope cool. so, right, Wendy? <laughs> Man. Also, uh, Duncan Robinson looked like one of the only players in the NBA that would wear a, a hat with a feather in it. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> yeah, I love the way Woj, you really buried the uh, you really buried the story here. Can I? I'm going to share a screen real quick because sure. I want you guys to see this uh, incredible tweet from Woj. We have it here: Duncan Robinson, host of the Long Shot Pod. <laughs> 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 terrible, terrible podcast name, by the way. Terrible. Oh my god, another dude comes through. Totally That's where you know him from. Okay. Tony Craig has agreed to a two-year deal with the Indiana Pacers. He's just moving all over the league. Wow. Man. I can't believe the Pacers are gonna be uh lose in the NBA finals to the team that Tory Craig goes to next, and he gets to ring from, from that. <laughs> so I, I will say here on the Pacers, this is interesting. They they spring for TJ McConnell, they spring for Tory Craig. The Nuggets have the, I think, nine and a half million exception open. Doug McBuckets could be out there to be had, guys. Doug McDermott could be available. Would you call that a homecoming based on the yes. few minutes yes. he was a Denver Nugget during yeah. draft night? I would call it a homecoming because he just, he seems like he was born to live in Denver. Doug McDermott. So true. Yeah, we, we truly like were. Uh, I'm pretty sure I saw Doug McDermott at View House the other night. Also, we, we are owed a. Uh, uh, Dougie McNugget. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, but I, I like Doug McDermott as a target for Denver. I, I heard there was interest. So it seems like, you know, Indiana's paying other people other than Doug McDermott. So he could be available. Well, we're, we're back in familiar territory, friends. Someone has to be the backup three. So we'll find out. <laughs> and it's not going to be Tory Craig. <laughs> Let's take our final break here. We'll probably go long in that final segment as we wait for some of these deals. We'll talk about the extension market that begins at midnight tonight, I guess 10 o'clock Denver time. So there is more to discuss, but let's take our final break here. Hey, guys, we're now sponsored by Ball here across the entire DNVR network. Uh, as in Ball Arena, where the Nuggets play, where Bones Highland's going to be balling out this year. Uh, also, as in the company that manufactures all those cans. Uh, also, as in the uh, aerospace technology company that's been doing a lot of really cool stuff uh, across the globe for a while now. Uh, Ball is also working or they're also looking for people to hire here at their golden plant. Uh, if you want to work for Ball, a really great company, you can check them out at jobs.ball.com. You can search for golden or simply text golden to 77222. Um Ball, as in Ball Arena, yes, as in the aerospace technology company, also as in the world's largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturer. Uh, right now at Manscaped, uh, you guys make sure to pick up the Lawnmower 4.0 for this summer. Also, uh, Manscaped in that performance package 4.0 that you can get, they've thrown in two free gifts. You get that Shed Travel Bag, a $39 value. You get the boxers as well. And you can get it all for 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. Again, pick up that lawnmower 4.0 for the summer. 7,000 RPM motor, 4,000K LED spotlight. You can get it for 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. Uh, yep. Finally, on DraftKings this week, still talking Olympics. Uh, still a lot of cool promos that DraftKings has going on with the Olympics. 
you can still place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if the USA wins any medal this year. That's 100 to 1 odds on any American athlete to stand on the podium. If they receive gold, silver, or bronze this week and you bet a dollar, you're going to get 100 bucks in free credits on DraftKings.com. So make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. If America wins a medal, that's code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Jeez, Harrison. The, the stuff's happening. you got to get these ads out quickly. Doug McDermott, what do we got? What do we got? Doug McDermott signed with the Spurs already during that time oh. you were reading the ads. <laughs> Man, lost dude, the Spurs. Should never have gone I'll, to that ad break. So, I always said the Spurs were a really smart organization. I always and, said that. And also, Chris Paul has re-signed with the Phoenix Suns for four years worth as much as $120 million. I mean, Phoenix My have Lord, to do man. that, but that's going to be a – the back end of that's going to be fun. Yeah. So on that Doug McDermott deal, um, what was it? Three for 42. Three that's for 42. out of the Nuggets price range on, on that mid-level exception. That's out of the price range. Denver could not have offered him that much. I think the most they could have offered him is something like four for 40 or four for 41. So – Doug McDermott ended up being out of Denver's price range for that mid-level. Unreal. Well, I didn't want him anyway. Yeah. Any other uh, any other deals coming through, or are we good? For those are, sorry, those were the two the two that came in in the less than a minute that you were uh, telling me. <laughs> Chris Paul four for one twenty, man. You know. It expires when he's forty years old. Sheesh. I guess he's not <laughs> playing for a minimum with the Lakers. I mean, so. you're right. Like, the Suns couldn't not re-sign him after. Right. Just, they <laughs> they were going to do it. that. It also right. feels like um, – I mean, do you, do you feel like the Suns – well, we'll see. I don't. To me, it, it, I, I have a hard time imagining they're going to get better next year running it back. Well, but the, who knows? The Suns, right? the Suns just paid $120 million to Chris Paul. They have rookie extensions for DeAndre Ayton and Mikhail Bridges to do. I think both those guys are going to get the max. So the, the Suns in in one year went from having like a very nice financial situation to one where uh, they are going to be one of the more expensive teams in the league. But I mean, they've got to do it. They, they really don't have any choice but to keep pushing forward. I mean, this is probably the first sign that ownership's willing to pay that bill, right? Because um, they can retain all those guys. And again, like, we, yeah, almost handcuffed, right? To do that well with Chris Paul. Um, it would be blasphemous not to try and run it back if you can, but four years is a lot. Um, those luxury bills could be a lot. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That's the fourth that they re-signed him. Nothing surprising. The fourth year though, that's wild. That's crazy. Yeah. Kale, do we want to bring up the depth chart here and, and try to piece this thing together? Try, try to piece together what the Nuggets depth chart is going to look like now that we know well, Barton's going to be back. We know Jamichael Green's going to be back. We can take both of them in red and, and put them in black because uh, confirmed, confirmed. Here's here's my question for, for vote and D-line right off the top. Out of the Nuggets' remaining free agents, JaVale, Austin Rivers, 
Um, I guess that's really it. I, I, Marcus Howard's kind of out there, but but I think he's going to be back. Let's just talk about Austin Rivers and JaVale. Would you rather have Austin Rivers back or JaVale McGee back? I would personally rather have Austin Rivers since he actually did something for the Denver Nuggets. Like JaVale McGee, even though we saw him, is still like a theoretical piece. Like I don't know what he actually is able to do in the context of the Denver Nuggets. We saw him play like cumulatively like five minutes. Right. I'll say JaVale just because, I mean, rose-colored glasses, like, okay, they can – a traditional center option and they can go small. And maybe there's versatility there where – you know, as Rivers is necessary with Barton back, uh, PJ obviously, hopefully healthy. Um, so I mean, it, it the depth thing is funny. Like it, all it takes is one or two, and you wish you had one of these guys. And maybe that's Austin, but I'm leaning towards Javale for now. Yeah, I'd probably say Javale. Um, I mean, Austin Rivers, if he comes back, even with Jamal Murray out, would be the fifth guard. On right. the depth chart, he'd be behind Monte, he'd be behind Will Barton, he'd be behind Faku and PJ. So, the fifth guard, I mean, I can't imagine he'd be up for that role. So, at this point, I've got to say I'd be surprised if Austin Rivers was back. Um, so, I'd say JaVale. I'd say JaVale just to have that insurance up front. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, look, man, I can't take my eyes away from from that glaring hole and the, the, the blank spaces in the small forward. Yeah. So, so let's talk about it. I mean, the Nuggets have that mid-level exception, nine and a half million. We've talked about some of the names that they could potentially go after. Doug McDermott's off the board. Jeff Green's out there. Um, Reggie Bullock, Baltimore guy, shooter, is out there as well. It feels like if the Nuggets use that mid-level exception, which they, they surely will, I think, it's got to be a guy at the three, right? Yes. Yeah. What do you think about uh, Reggie? I think it's, I mean, you could do worse, right, at that price point. I don't know if anyone's looking at that like a game-changing move, but um, coming off some decent years, is there anything appealing in that to you? I mean, in the way that I like Doug McDermott, uh, he's just, Reggie Bullock's also just a knockdown shooter. I mean, he shot 41% from three last year on six three-point attempts per game. That's a big, big number for the Knicks. He played a lot, too. He played 30 minutes a game, started 64 out of 65 games. So he played a really big role in New York last year and played it pretty well. So I'd be down for Reggie Jackson. I see Otto Porter here. Guys are bringing him up in the comments. I, I think that would potentially be interesting as well pretty decent defender good size at the three he's kind of similar to aaron gordon a little bit mm-hmm. um but he's solid jeff green would seem like a good option as well i kind of i, I can't believe i'm saying this it, like the bits write themselves but i think i am leaning towards i mean jeff green's appealing he just had a good run there's good size there um this team like obviously a little different with murray out but with Barton coming back now, Barton, MPJ, AG, Jokic, like this team's pretty big. I like the idea of adding another, you know, just playoff body on the roster, a guy that can knock down some open shots. So if he is, if he is MLE range, I think that's definitely a target that, you know, I, I'll stop short of saying it excites me, but it doesn't bore me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can't, we, I would, I personally would be remiss if I didn't mention that uh, Reggie Bullock has one of the worst haircuts in the entire league. So that's <laughs> we'd overlook. Just can't help yourself. Um, you guys mentioned Chris Paul re-upped in Phoenix, four-year deal. 
Yes. Uh, so that's kind of a wild one. Four years for Chris Paul. It, it's funny how his contract worked out because we all talked about, man, like, man, Denver should have gone and got him and should have done this or that. And they, maybe they should have. Maybe they would have won a championship this year. But the, I wouldn't. I don't know that I would want Chris Paul for four years. I'm pretty sure I don't want Chris Paul past like one more year. Even after that, you start to worry about his his health. But four years? I mean, come on, man. Well, I mean, Chris Paul just had the Suns backed into a corner. Like, yeah. he could pretty oh, much just say a number and an amount of years, and they'd be like, okay. Like, <laughs> what's the point of us trying to negotiate with? Like, it's just going to get done. So when we look at this one, at this one, so Murray obviously is the key piece. One of my big questions is, I, I really, do you want Bones to play this year? Because as you are set up right now with Marcus and Rivers in the red, you know, as you are set up, he is 100% absolutely playing a lot. Do you bring back one of those two guys? And then I think, you know, Marcus Howard, I don't know, would play over. In fact, I would guess not. I would be pretty confident he would not. But Austin Rivers, I mean, let's be honest. If you had Bones Highland this year and Austin Rivers, there's no way Michael Malone would ever play Bones Highland unless he had to. Yeah, well, we were talking about Austin Rivers a second before he got back on. And I mean, if he's coming back to Denver to be the fifth guard, even with Jamal Murray out, because he's going to be be behind all those guys except Bones, I can't imagine that's too appealing for Austin Rivers. So, like, I'd be kind of surprised if he came back at this point. What if um, what if it's Rivers at two and and more emergency PJ small forward minutes? Oh God, yeah. Yeah. What about what about PJ at the power forward? Let's yeah. <laughs> Why let, not? Why do we do let's that? really let's really run it back. So so at the moment we got to add Bowl to this list because he's still on the roster. So you can add him uh, there, Kale. But you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen guys on your roster. There's basically two open spots at the moment, um, unless I'm miscounted somewhere. Um, so you have two open spots and basically one small forward. Um, so if we look at what Denver is likely to do, I would say they are likely, if they don't move bowl, they're likely to sign some small forward. And then is the other spot a backup C, a backup guard? I think maybe guard. Yeah, I mean, it kind of depends on how they think they're going to play PJ this year because I didn't really think about it, but if if they think he can be their backup three, um, maybe that does open the door for Austin Rivers to to re-sign. I but it's not even about can he be the backup three because the answer is yes against Dallas and against some of these teams. The question is, is this the team you want to go into a playoffs with? Is that Are they thinking of making big trades at the trade deadline, which they almost never do? I just think, like, is do you have anybody that can guard in that spot? And I just – to me, that's why I think they would have to go and get somebody in the small forward spot. I just would be so shocked if they didn't have a plan there. I agree. I agree. It's not that PJ can't do it. It's just that that feels like a backup plan, doesn't it? And Vladko is more of a four than anything. I mean, he's much of he's as much a five as he is a three. I think. Yeah, I mean, PJ or Barton playing that number three is is essentially in line with the same concept as Jamichael Green being your backup center, right? Like it's undersized, but somebody that's already on the squad, right? Right. So, I mean, there there are some intriguing backup three options. A couple of them we've hit on already. Um, Otto Porter. Sounds like Andre Godal is going to the Warriors. Um, Justice Winslow is available. Trevor Ariza is available. I like 
the prospects of Nick Batum on the Nuggets, but I didn't get the sense that Denver was interested, and it seems like he might be going to the Warriors as well. How many years is um, how old is Trevor Reza? Jesus Christ, he, he's uh, fifty-five. Get, <laughs> he gets added to a new team every single year. It's unreal. I think Trevor Ariza was first mentioned in trade discussions in the Bible. I could be wrong on that. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe Bull Bull is the backup three this year. Maybe this is the Stop. same way they cleared out Tory Craig. Come on. They cleared out Tory Craig to force Malone's hand to play Michael Porter. Maybe this is the year it's like, hey, you got Bull. He's uh, he's your only option. They already tried that and it still did. They already did that exact thing and it still didn't work. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Maybe Bull Bull, I mean, in all honesty, if he is on the summer, if they can't move him and he goes to summer league and shows out, maybe he looks great. And then you trade him. I mean, honestly, maybe we've been wrong about Denver's thinking and some of the things Denver will and won't share in on or off the record, like they just won't share the like, yeah, we don't like this guy and we're going to get rid of him at all, at all costs at any cost. So they wouldn't share that. But at the same time, I wonder if Bull Bull played great in summer league. That would, to me, would just be like, oh, sweet. Now they can trade him. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That's my first thought. Hey, man. Chris, Chris Dunn looked like the next coming of uh, Trevor Reason. Al, Alan Iverson at summer league, but <laughs> it didn't, didn't really pan out. So do you think, Harrison, that there is some of these guys we talked about that maybe are intriguing? Uh, Caleb Agata at the top of the list on the summer league roster. Do you think there's a chance that Denver keeps open a roster spot for one of these guys or, or the best somebody on the summer league roster would hope for is a two-way contract? Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the Nuggets have an open roster spot for a lot of yeah. last year? Yep. Yep. So you and, can just keep the spot open. Yep. Right. So, yeah, of course they could do that again. They've done that. They did that last year. Um, and they're going to be – if they sign somebody for the MLB, you know, they're going to be up against the luxury tax as well. So – you know, not signing somebody keeps you that much further away. So, yeah, of course they can keep it open roster spot. So I think the Nuggets are now $6.8 million away from the tax line uh, currently. And the mid-level exception obviously would bring them above that. So they would be a tax team should they use their full mid-level exception. Unless I'm wrong, I, I – well, I don't know. I guess that's the whole point of the MLE then, right, would, would help you to avoid that. I'm not sure if they can use it or not because they haven't used it yet, and that would be the one like good player, good sort of lever they have in their favor to to get them over the hump. Well, I don't really know if they're going to use it. On, I, I think it depends on what happened and what space they put Jamichael Green into because if they just put him on like the regular cap, they would still have the uh, the full MLE, I believe. But look, I, like the Nuggets aren't going to pay the luxury tax this season. Like they're just not. <laughs> I'd be stunned. Right. They're gonna have that, yeah. They're gonna have that full MLE, and that's what they'll use. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean Bullock, Bullock. I can never say his name, dude. I don't know what it is. Bullock, um, Moody Moses, <laughs> uh, and, and Jeff Green. I think are the two. I've I, seen got, I, got I got confirmation by the way from my guy Bronco Squatch. He's saying um, if the Nuggets uh, use the MLE, they can stay below the tax as long as they're below the tax apron, which is one hundred and forty-three million. Which it appears that they would, so they can they can still use that um, yeah. the MLE. So that's I, Harrison. You bring up an interesting point about leaving a roster spot open because I could see Denver doing that very thing, signing what it looks like would be one more player to the MLE, and then leaving that spot open um, and, and just rolling with this, and then having the flexibility to add a guy later or make a trade or what have you. So um, I think I think that is likely. Can we can we bring the do we still have the depth chart up, Kale? Can we can we bring that up? Because I, I wanna 
I want to see something real quick because what do we think is going to happen with Marcus Howard? Um, because I think there's a chance that he could take up a full roster spot next season and they, you know, sign mm-hmm. him to a regular deal after he was on a two-way last year. Wouldn't that so feel it, so redundant with Bones? So redundant. I mean, one, got, one what, go ahead. I was going to say, you got Faku, you've got Bones, you've got Monte to add Marcus there. I just, like, I just can't imagine it. You start to run into so many difficult pairings. So, with the Bones selection, I honestly just think Marcus is gone. Now, he might be on Denver Summer League team, and they might be trying to get him a deal elsewhere, but I would I would be pretty surprised if Marcus Howard was back. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, on the one hand, like you look at the Nuggets and the depth they have in the backcourt, and it is redundant. They had got a lot of smaller guards there. On the other side, though, that's Denver's M.O., is – getting guys on a two-way deal and then rewarding them with a regular contract. That's what they've done time and time again. So that's why I think it could be a possibility still. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting. It looks like for sure Paul Millsap won't be back. Um, JaVale McGee is still out there. I think he would end up costing part of that MLE. He could do 4 or $5 million, probably $4 million um, to bring him back should they want to go that route. So to me, it looks like Denver will either split up the MLE and use it on – a couple different guys, or just go out for one and leave a roster spot open. But Rivers, Marcus Howard, I don't, I don't know. I, they seem to me to be a little bit more on the outs. Yeah. If, if Bones' Highlands number is four, that's Paul Millsap's number. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I didn't even think about that. Oh, a little conspiracy corner. A little conspiracy corner from from D line. It's really just just math, just adding up the numbers here, and it makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't like. I'm not a big fan of number four, though. Just gotta say. Not not a big fan of it. Why is that? No, it's just just not one of my favorite numbers. <laughs> Are we um <laughs> not on the list? Not on the list. Not a big four guy. Not a big four guy. What were you gonna say there, Vote? Um, nothing important. So, so so we're all under the are we all under the assumption Millsap is not coming back? It wouldn't make any sense given the yeah, players at this point, right? and the, the the how tight they are now. Uh, the way everything's, yep, I agree. The way everything's um, crumbled so far, it it the writing that writing's on the wall. Pour one out for Paul Millsap. Maybe one year too long in Denver, <laughs> but definitely feels. Uh, I said this yesterday on Locked On. Um, spiritually, it feels like it's his time is over. It and certainly yeah. does. It certainly does. But man. Uh, Paul Millsap will be a Nuggets legend forever if if he doesn't return. I just, I, I, and also just the feeling of now being fatherless. All of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're grown now. We can spread it's our true. wings now. Well, before before we get out of here, is it looks like we're hitting a little bit of a lull. Of course, tomorrow we will have a new podcast at our regular time, 2 o'clock, and we'll be recapping, I, I think, a lot more. But the last piece of this is that Michael Porter is – in line for an extension, I would be shocked if he did not sign either a max or something resembling a max extension with the Denver Nuggets, hopefully for five years. Um, the way that this works, it, it can not till 10 o'clock tonight can those um, contracts be signed. So there, it's a little staggered with free agency and, and the extension market. I expect that to come through pretty quickly, to be honest with you. I have to imagine they've had talks already and that Denver was prepared. And I know some people say, is he a max? Is he not? Here's the big question. Could you sign and get him to agree to a deal that's significantly less than the max? I think the answer is no. And then the second question becomes, well, then are you trading him right now? 
because you can't let him get to next year. If you don't sign him to an extension, he's a restricted free agent. You can't trade him. So you either match whatever comes in or whatever, or whatever. So if you're now is actually signing, whether you want him to be a max or not signing him to that extension now is actually the thing everybody should want to do because it makes him uh, tradable. And again, that was another thing that um, we talked about last night on the locked on nuggets podcast with, with Jake coin. So um, I expect that the other things that are possible, you know, other players that are up for an extension would be Aaron Gordon, who has a unique contract. I think the most Denver could offer him would be about 20 million. You've got, uh, you've got Faku Campazo, who I don't expect Denver will be offering an extension. And then you got PJ Dozier. I made the case that PJ Dozier would be an interesting extension candidate just because it gives you another contract you can trade. Um, but I don't expect Denver will operate that way. Also, we should note it does look like the cap for next year is about four million dollars next season, not this incoming, but the following 2022-2023, about four million higher than anticipated. Um, just just an interesting note and just something to consider. Yeah. And um, another big piece of news just rolled in. Okay. Free agent Sterling Brown has agreed to to a deal with the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I do like this one from John Coberman, though. Yes, he says, Jonte was waived. Could he be a backup center? I'd be all for it. I'd be all for it. Bring him in. Like, that's another guy that you could go in and say, well, we we have uh, J. Mike as our backup center, but, um, you know, he, we have a third stringer here that maybe could fill in, and he's there with his brother. It could be neat. Um, could be a yeah. neat one. Maybe he's a two-way. I don't know. If, can you go back to a two-way after having a deal? I don't know. Sure, um, man. You can, you can go back to a two-way, whatever you want. All right. Well, let's get Jonte on a two-way so he's in town with his brother. Um, yeah. I think that should do it for tonight, guy, or for today, guys. A lot of stuff will be dropping right now, but we'll be covering it, of course, on tomorrow's podcast. You guys have any parting thoughts before we get out of here? Guys, I feel like – I mean, we all had our very serious analyst hats on today. We really undersold. I think this was a big, big win for Denver um, that these things happened, the manner in which they happened in terms of how quickly – um, the structure of these contracts, and, and and that they didn't handcuff themselves. This was a very tight window, I think, to hit. Um, and it looks like, I, at least at least for now, I look at this and think this is an A day for Denver. And I would like to see. Hopefully, we see that that full mid level used on on one of the guys we talked about. That would really be a cherry on top for me. It's worth noting too that Jamichael and Will Barton both coming back. Like Will Barton knows the fan base hates him. He knows this, and the fact that he still <laughs> came back, I think, really hints at the, the culture that they have with the team. And then the same goes for Jamichael Green. That we know other teams were interested. We know other teams were willing to pay, you know, mid-level exception money, which is basically what he's getting. And he still chose Denver. So. I think the Austin Rivers coming in and saying he'd like to be a part of that he loves it there. Like I think all of those things point towards something important, which is that people still do seem to enjoy being part of the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, it's the one I, thing that or no, go ahead, Dion. I was going to say like I really appreciate the speed in which both of these deals were executed. Like you said, Brendan, like it would be terrible if we were just sitting here with no answers of any kind. But we just see guys we were interested in going off the board and. You know, we're just left wondering. So um, they it feels like they were the right moves and they got them done quickly. Uh, again, a credit to these agents, able to get deals done within one second of uh, being able to start negotiations. It's really remarkable. It, really is, it truly is. <laughs> the one rumor we didn't hit on, um, which we probably didn't need to, was Reggie Jackson. That came out this well, morning and it, it seemed really odd to me. I mean, maybe a last-ditch contingency plan if they did not, get Will Barton and something went awry there that never really made sense to me. And I think you can 
throw that rumor out now too. But not only can you throw that rumor out, I actually think that you can say that that rumor was incorrect. That that reporting, not that it wasn't that they didn't have it sourced, but that it was clearly not the Nuggets. So that was positioning. We always talk about this, but Denver signing Will Barton immediately goes to show that they were not actually in the market for Reggie Jackson. So it's just funny. Sometimes these reports pop up and you think, huh, we've got weird. we've got breaking news before we get out of here, guys. Do you see uh-uh. this? Uh-uh. Jeff Green to the Nuggets. Two years, 10 oh, wow. million. Well, I guess we're staying on here. All right. There two we years, go. What? Two years what? Two years, 10 million. Wow. What? Man. Dude, if you if you would listen to the DMVR Nuggets podcast, you knew Jeff Green was a big possibility. Yeah. This was 100% one of those ones where we threw it out. <laughs> you, know, you know it's there, but can't, you can, and you're just like, what about Jeff Green? Maybe, guys, sources are saying. Yeah, so Jeff Green, there it was. We kind of expected this one. All right, what do we make of this? I think it's a nice signing. I mean, Jeff Green had a low-key, really good year in Brooklyn last year. And like he was on the minimum, and nobody thought he was coming back because he needed a big pay raise. Like right. 11 points per game. He shot 41% from three on like four attempts per game. A he huge outlier, the- by the way, on his three-point shooting. Like he he shot a really, really nice percentage. Yeah. I mean, the year before he was 35%. So right. you know, he's probably not going to be 41 again, uh, but he's a threat from three. He's a good defender. You know, he played some like small ball five for the Nets at times, but can play the four as well. I don't really know if he's – much of a three anymore probably a, a four three not a three four so um yeah jeff green i like it also by the way tie to baltimore right he's from maryland as well so um you know another another guy that's from the region yep. denver scouting region baltimore now the sister city of denver apparently <laughs> wow well, he's got to be a three now, right, Wind? I mean, where else? He would be that. Should we pull up the depth chart, fellas? Jeff Let's Green and James. Michael Green and Jeff Green is a really – yeah, that is funny as somebody's pointing out. The, the, the Nuggets just – at, at, at the uh, power forward position or just their, their new signings, it's got to be a JG every every single offseason. Jeremy Grant funny. to Jamichael Green to Jeff Green. This is actually hilarious. Like, that's who you know who Denver is signing next year, just whoever's initials are JG. We got to look in the next wave of JGs. Um, so yeah, that gives you honestly. This gives you your roster. I, I think I think it's pretty comfortable now to say that Denver does have one roster spot open um, and a little bit of money to spend. Should they use, you know, should they choose to? But um, to me, this looks like a complete roster. I would almost venture to say, I <laughs> I would be Are shocked. We done here. What's that? Yeah, I mean, I would be shocked if the Nuggets added somebody that was not on this board here. Meaning I could see them adding a JaVale or I could see them adding a Rivers. But outside of that, or I guess I could see them adding a Marcus Howard for like a super a minimum. But um, I, I think the guys on this on this sheet right here are the guys that you're going to go in with, with Bull Bull being another one of those exceptions, I guess. Right, you know? right. Yeah, you know, Jeff Green, we knew there was interest there. I mean, he's a good player. He played in the rotation on the Nets last year. So he's super solid, reliable. Um, and, and kind of at the three, four with, with him and Zeke, you got some nice, uh, you get some nice switchability on defense there with, with those two. And, um, they can both shoot it theoretically. So the spacing on offense should be good. You know, even if a guy like Fock is in there. So, um, I like the signing 5 million, um, 5 million. I'll have to, I'll have to do an update then here 
on on where Denver Denver lies. Can, can you guys hear the uh, the workout class that's going on directly underneath me right now? Oh yeah, there it is. I love it. I if I really streamed it, I can hear it. I love it. <laughs> it's really it's really great. It really makes this Jeff Green sighting make me feel all the more hype. My blood pressure is pumping. I I feel like I'm all I feel like I'm alive. Jeff Green's a guy like that I've seen play with I think every team in the NBA, and I'm always like, okay, he seems like a, a decent player. I'm, I I've not I've never been terribly excited about Jeff Green. I'm surprised he had a good. As you mentioned, like it's surprising he had a good year last year with uh, Brooklyn, but uh, a lot of people were sort of clamoring for him. Um, I'm not, I'm not that hyped about it. I'll, I'll be honest. But Jeff um, Green, <laughs> yeah, for Jeff Green, I, I no, it I gives a little right? scoring to that second unit that needed it. Um, I think that maybe is part of the idea. It's definitely length as well, so you get length yeah. and some scoring, and then he again, definitely looks like he should be good. I, I will say that he's got a great look about him. So it's here's a, a great bad. tweet from, again, friend of the show, uh, Stat Squatch here, Jake Coyne. He says that $5 million fits right into Denver's traded player exception if they choose to acquire him that way, which would allow Denver to can still use their full mid-level exception. So um, at least at the onset, we'll have to see some of the details and how they shake, but it appears that Denver will still have access to their mid-level exception should they choose to. So that's interesting if it's a sign-and-trade. What would Denver be sending back? Nothing. What's that? I mean, oh, if yeah. he goes into a traded player right. exception, it's a right. sign trade. Yeah, so I guess trade. you can just trade him into that and send what cash back or whatever. Can you imagine um, uh, Bull Bull with uh, in Brooklyn? <laughs> Maybe this is where Bull just dominates in a very narrow role alongside yeah. of three superstars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I, I, yeah. I got to say, like, like you were just saying, Adam, Paul Millsap, I don't see that happening now with Jeff Green. Because like, Green can play backup four, you know. Green, Green can play backup four. He even played backup five, like I said, for the Nets last year. So I, I don't That's see. Right. That's right. Yeah. I don't. I don't see Paul Millsap being in the cards here. I could be wrong, but I'd be. No, I, I, mean, I think there's almost no chance you were wrong. I did, if Denver brought back J. Mike and Paul Millsap, it would have been the biggest shocker of the century. Can't. I, mean, I gotta say, man, yeah, as um. As analysts, journalists, storytellers, however you want to look at each of us respectively, we've we've um, we've failed if if the Paul Millsap era isn't reflected on like in, in, well, right? If people don't go, man, that was a good signing. The team was better off for it. Uh, Harrison, you said Paul Millsap's a Nuggets legend, and yeah, man. I mean, I do hope people really remember that was an unlikely free agent signing. Uh, it went a long way towards helping Denver turn the corner. Maybe not the ultimate corner but they're in a better position as an organization than they were uh, without them. And, and so I hope people don't forget that. Shout out Paul Millsap. No doubt. That was the first shirt we ever worked on together, Adam. PFM. That's right. uh, Paul Millsap, absolutely the biggest free agent signing we ever had. Um, I really, I mean, he brought a lot of toughness. He brought a lot of leadership. He brought a lot of uh, sort of the intangibles to the Denver Nuggets alongside being, he actually performed really well. <laughs> he uh, he was actually a really good player for the Denver Nuggets. So the fact that we gave his number away and signed his uh, somebody to replace him <laughs> seems to to hint that. His... I like the idea of like, hey, we could bring you back on a minimum, but you're gonna have to wear a different number. I'm sorry, <laughs> your, your locker's also moved. Like you, you, <laughs> yeah. you could you could you could retain number four, but you're gonna have to negotiate with Bones Highland. It's now his number. So um, <laughs> crazy, yeah, Paul. We love you. Um, I also, you talk about the first shirt. 
people, I never, I don't think I ever told the story, but I gave Paul Millsap a shirt. What was arguably the most awkward moment of my entire life. He did not like the shirt. <laughs> he didn't like I, it I at don't all. Think he, I don't think he didn't like the shirt. I don't think he liked that we made a shirt of him with his face that he was not a part of. <laughs> I don't think he liked the nickname PFM. I don't think he liked the look of my face. I don't think he liked anything. It was a very... It was a very awkward. I thought he was going to be like awesome, man, because it was a welcome to Denver. And it was it was not that. <laughs> uh, you know, underrated thing with that shirt, by the way, when you brought it back with the headband, when we did a reorder with the headband, like that was that was underrated. Yeah, yeah. PFM, Paul Millsap going, yeah, Paul Millsap going to the headband was was a monumental moment in his Nuggets tenor. Hey guys, uh, quick update from Bobby Marks. Denver will use part of their 9.5 million mid-level on green. That's Jeff Green, which we now have to clarify going forward. Yes, um, uh, terrific signing for the Nuggets. There's some analysis. Denver right at 2 million below the luxury tax with 14 players. All right. Well, there you oh, go. There you have it. I would venture that they're going to the keep roster. that last spot open. That's where it stays. Yep. This is the roster that you got. So, um, is Marcus Howard included in those 14 players? No, because no. he's not technically under contract right now. I mean, I again, I wouldn't be surprised if Denver just held that spot open unless they know something about Bowl and where Bowl will wind up. So um, it's interesting, man. Jeff Green, the Jeff Green, the one new piece. It's also interesting that there's only one new piece this year. I mean, even in uh, – Denver yeah, we, has we, a lot. We love I guess two, Bones. Jeff, you got Jeff Green and Bones. Um, so two new players. But – that's pretty wild. Well, yeah, although although the the notion that uh, we'll actually play Zeke Naji is like having a new player. Yeah, I mean, but again, <laughs> kind of. Uh, honestly, if we look at it, Kill, can you pull that? I know I keep having you pull this thing up, but if we look at it, Jeff Green, as as Brendan mentioned, played some five this year in the playoffs. He played some five, so we know he's going to play some four, going to play some five. Denver's going to need him to play some three. Zeke Naji might find himself again out of the 10-man rotation. He's like the 11th man again, I think. I mean, it's at least tied. I think he's actually the 10th man, I would say. He's the 10th man in this. If you just go across, Jeff Green lines up nicely, all right, right there. J. Mike somewhere 4-5. Yeah, I think Zeke Naji is yeah. your official, your 10th guy. I, I think you're right because, I mean, if you're just slotting this, like, 1 through 10, Jeff Green's definitely going to play over Zeke Naji. That's for sure. He's a veteran. Michael Mullen's going to trust him more. Um, you probably sold him on – a somewhat of a substantial role too, if you're the nuggets in whatever pitch they made to him. So yeah, I'd agree. What an interesting lineup. What an interesting uh, roster the nuggets have built. And the fact that all these guys are on two year deals, you know, next year it does give you a lot of trade flexibility. And I, uh, as we analyze this more tomorrow, I am curious if Denver views it that way, if this is a one year run, like this is the, um, the bridge year for the nuggets. And this is a bridge roster where you have a, five expiring contracts next year, all of which are pretty big and all of which are players that would be enticing. Aaron Gordon, Jeff Green, uh, Michael Green, Will Barton. You know, you're, you're going to have a lot of those guys that teams would take on expiring contracts. So maybe Denver plans this to be that bridge year and next year is a, a crazy one. Yeah, I mean, that's what I said off the top when the news came across with Will Barton for two years. I, I mean, it's I think it's really two years for this group to to like see what they can do. And the one kind of question marks Aaron Gordon because his deal is up after next season. And like, yeah, if you get an extension done with Aaron Gordon now, that's like at market value or below market value, you you probably would want to do that. So 
I really think, you know, you know, two years that this group has to see if they can get it done. Who knows what's going to happen this coming season with Jamal, but, you know, the next season after that, they'll be healthy, maybe. Um, somebody says here, are we not going to talk about ownership not paying the luxury tax? Yeah, I mean, look, of course, I think it is. This is a year where I'm not that surprised that they wouldn't pay the luxury tax because I think Denver contending this year with Murray out for as long is tough, is a tough sell. And I think they probably plan. I mean, I, I do feel like a sucker here, though, guys. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. How many times have I said they will pay it, though? Coming up, they will. And this is the year I think they would have done it. But Murray getting hurt now gives another out for like, well, you know, should you? So, um, look. There are owners that would pay the luxury tax every single year. I mean, we saw what the Warriors are doing and how they've inflated their salary cap, but uh, I'm not at all surprised that Denver did not. And I'm not really sure that going into the tax would have made a meaningful difference. Right, like who could they have gotten if if they were going to really go into the tax, you know? Yeah, so we'll see. Um, It's an interesting roster for sure. It really is quite a run it back, but – yeah, <laughs> Jeff Jeff Green, strange one, but not not surprising. So they, I mean, I guess they could still squeeze in a minimum deal, right? They can still I add think... one more player, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So we'll see. All right, any final thoughts here before we get out tomorrow? We'll have a full recap. I hope I, I expect by tomorrow we'll have a Michael Porter Jr. extension to talk about. Well, the the last time you asked us this question, (laughs) I said, um, I said, I really hope they get Jeff Green after that. So uh, I'm going to stay consistent. Good stuff, guys. (laughs) And again, thank you to the Denver Nuggets front office for being so considerate in getting all these deals done during this small window that we were actually on air. (laughs) They built their whole roster in one hour. It's it's (laughs) actually pretty crazy. It's pretty unbelievable. All right, guys, be sure to check out Harrison Wynn's great story today. He spoke with uh, Bones Highlands coach over at BCU. Really interesting, some great insights there. I'm telling you, I'm falling in love with this dude more and more. Uh, Summer League, people have been asking. Yes, we are going to be out there. Even Eric is going to be out there at Summer League. Even um, So we are going to be out there. We're going to have some cool stuff planned for you guys while we're out there um, and get to see Bones Highland in person. I'm very excited about that, uh, as well as Zeke Najee. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Hit that like button on YouTube on your way out, and we'll see everybody tomorrow. When is the last time you went to the dentist? Chances are it's been far too long. And uh, if you didn't go to Green Mountain Dental Group the last time you went, you also did it wrong. Green Mountain Dental Group, they're the best and family-owned dentist in the metro. We've had a lot of listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years, make them their permanent family dentist. We know that because they told us, and we know they don't regret that decision. Right now, if you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group, you'll walk out the door with a free Sonicare toothbrush. That is a great, great value, great way to take care of your teeth in the future. And uh, when you go back to Green Mountain Dental Group, you know that you're hanging out with passionate Colorado sports fans, just like you, just like me, just like all of us here at DNVR. If you're looking for a new dentist, if you're looking to make that switch, check out Green Mountain Dental Group.